Good morning and welcome. Happy Friday, man. I'll tell you what, Friday couldn't get here soon enough as uh, back-to-back beatdowns on Wall Street on Wednesday and Thursday. We are hoping for a big bounce, and it's early. It's early. It, it could still happen. The Dow opened up 350, 400 points. Uh, right now up about 100. Uh, we'll keep our eye on it. Of course, I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO, Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. You know, gold and silver. Things that central banks aren't in charge of, can't manipulate, cannot devalue. Which is why they got rid of it to begin with. The only thing that's been money for thousands and thousands of years. We like to refer to it as wealth insurance. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. We got it all out there. Listen, we we don't just want to sell you gold. I mean, well, we do. (laughs) Obviously, we do. That's how we stay in business. But we want to educate you along the way. That's why we do this show. When you go out to our website, it's not just about prices. I mean, we got them, and you can shop online and do all that, but we got the articles, the videos, everything you need to know to keep you informed. Uh, we, we got our medals program. We got all IRAs, all that stuff. It's all out there at allamericangold.com. And we, we've, uh, wow, what a week. Obviously, gold has performed extremely, extremely well. Uh, now that the, you know, the bloom's off the rose a little bit. Uh, you know, we, we've had a, what I don't want to call it, it's not been fake, but we've had a a debt bubble that, that we pumped a little more air into it because of the tax cuts, and, and now all of a sudden people are starting to worry about what is really going to be happening next. And so we've had a little panic there on Wall Street. The bond market, which has been, you know, and I've been telling you, we know, we, we you're educated now. That's where the big bubble lies, and the central bank is the one that created it, and this is the one that's causing all the heartburn out there today. Um, just to, to let everybody know, because I know more, and it always happens. When people get nervous, they start tuning in. Some of you have been listening for a long time, haven't ordered yet. For all you new customers out there, we're not like everybody else. I promise you that. When you call us, you know what, we run specials, not every day, but almost every day, you know, at least four, you know, four days a week at least. Uh, Some days there's just nothing worth running and we don't run one, But, but this is what we want you to buy. We don't run bait and switches, right? We, we don't run something and tell you how great of a price it is, and then when we call you, when you call us, we talk you out of it and into something else. We don't do any of that. We, we here's what we really focus in on: getting you as much gold and silver as possible, as cheaply as possible. I know it's. Right? We don't care about rare. We don't care about unusual. We don't want you to buy some three-legged buffalo nickel. Okay, we, we want you to get as much gold and silver as possible. But we also want you to buy it to where you can stay private. Right? Where you can buy it, sell it, 
trade it, whatever you'd want to do, not have to be 1099. That is what we do. We, we, we treat everybody the same with honesty and respect, period. Every time you order from us, I'm going to tell you this, we're going to make a few bucks. We are. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not making 20, 30, 40, 50%. We don't do that stuff. Everything we do, and I mean everything, single-digit markups, period. You know, and, and so uh, I will tell you this, and I'll save you the time. If you called enough people, could you find somebody that could sell it to you for less? You can. You absolutely could. But the vast majority of them would not, especially if you don't tell them what it is that we sold it to you for. They won't. When you ask them for a price, it's going to be higher than ours. And what we really want is for you to order and then order again and tell your friends. And that's really how we've done almost all of our business. We don't have a phone room. We don't call customers. And let me clarify that. You know when we call you? We call you because you said, hey, will you call me when my product ships? <laughs> right? Or we call you to schedule your appointment to come in and pick it up, whether it's here or in Colorado. But we don't make cold calls. Ever. If you call us today and you placed an order, I don't care, it could be for a million dollars. If you don't ever call us again, you'll never hear from us. It'll be that simple. That's just how we operate. And it's why we are so much different uh, than everybody else out there. 800-951-0592. And I could do it the other way. I could. It'd be so easy. Matter of fact, when I tell people my business model, they're like, are you an idiot? And I say, yes. <laughs> yes, I am, right? That's the opposite of what a sales company is supposed to be. I mean, I can get a bunch of guys in here and use car salesmen and and, and, and uh, all of these scam artists to, to call you up and, and sell you overpriced stuff and mark up stuff super high. I could do all that stuff. But I like to sleep at night, too, so uh, we don't do any of it. So hopefully, hopefully that means something to you. If it does, call us, 800-951-0592. We got fake news Friday. I think we may have a pinch hitter. Not saying that Jason's scared, but he is, uh, well, let's face it, he doesn't win. Uh, So I believe for fake news Friday, he's gone to the bullpen. Uh, I'm actually nervous if 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 it's true. I don't know. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the others? Before I finish my song. From news headquarters, this is fake news. Body. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What is real? How do you define real? Fake news Friday. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Another Friday, so you know we play this game, Fake News Friday. 
Uh, we, we use all of our resources here. I mean, Glenn, uh, the professor, puts these things together. We all play along. Ramon is kind of like the Pat Sajak of Fake News Friday, and then I compete usually against Jason. Uh, but, but you know what? I think Jason's done the right thing, which is, you know what? Uh, I'm on a big losing streak, and and let me let me let me go to my wife, get the smarter half of the relationship involved. Brooke, are you with us? I'm here, Joe. Oh, I'm so I'm nervous. You got me. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Jason and I are so similar, right? Because Brooke and my wife suffer from the same mental disease, and we have we've married way above our pay grade, and they don't notice. Uh, and and I'm going to say this. Uh, I know Brooke. She's she's definitely the smarter one of the group. So Brooke, I'm going to wish you good luck. All right, I'm feeling a little like like Rocky today. My friend Missy drugged me to the gym today, so I'm pumped up and ready to take on the oh, reigning champion. You got a little workout going. Get get all yeah. The, uh, get all the nervous energy out and get the brain functioning. Okay, well here's how it works. Ramon, are you going to tell everybody how it works? That's right. I'm going to give you a fake uh, one fake story. There will be uh, three in total, and uh, we'll have two sets of those. And uh, if you'd like to begin, we uh, shall do it now. Let's do it. Let us do it. All right. right. Bring up the old uh, screen here. Here we go. Uh, story number one, an internal company briefing produced by Google that leaked uh, to the public argues that due to a variety of factors, including the election of President Trump, the American tradition of free speech on the Internet is no longer viable. Google has repeatedly denied that uh, there's political bias of its employees filtered into its products. But the 85-page briefing titled The Good Censor admits that Google and other tech platforms now control a majority of the online conversation and have undertaken a shift towards censorship in response to unwelcome political events around the world. That is story number one. Uh, Story number two also involves Google. Last year, self-made billionaire and Minecraft creator Marcus Person attacked Google for firing an outspoken engineer. Since that time, the Democratic Party has ratcheted up their violent tactics and threats. On Tuesday, uh, Pearson called out the left again by saying it's about time that someone called out the tactics of the left for what they are, pure evil. The computer engineer said that he would create a new Minecraft patch allowing gamers to create a uh, simulated world where everyone could just get along and be harmonious with each other. He called it the ultimate virtual safe space that his users can create. That's story number two. Story number three. Retired American astronaut Scott Kelly apologized for quoting British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, believe it or not, after facing a torrent of Twitter rage. One of the greatest leaders of modern times, Sir Winston Churchill, said, In victory, magnanimity. I guess those days are over. Kelly wrote on Sunday. In response, many users took Kelly to task for quoting the 20th century leader, whom they accused of various atrocities. One meme posted by a user accused Churchill of starving three million Indians to death, advocating and using chemical weapons, betraying Poland, 
and selling off half of Europe to Stalin. In response to the backlash, Kelly tweeted, I did not mean to offend by quoting Churchill. My apologies. I will go on to educate myself further on his atrocities, racist views, which I do not support. My point was to, we need to come together as one nation. We're all Americans. That should transcend partisan politics. Kelly's apology was also met with criticism from those who accused him of uh, kowtowing to the online mob. Britt Hume wrote of the apology, this is truly pathetic. So those are your first three stories. These are getting way too hard. Are they? <laughs> I have not heard of any, th- any of those, really? first of all, because they're supposed to all be from the headlines, right? And... and all of them are mostly, well, two of them are totally true, and then the one that isn't, it's just some little fact that isn't true. So really, they're all pretty much true, which is disgusting in itself. But there was two Google things, one non-Google thing, and I, I truly have no idea. <laughs> well, that's, I know, that, that's a good I way to filter it all down. Censorship, this is what they're doing, and of course they're absolutely biased, and, and whether they admit it or not, we know. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I can believe that uh, this Minecraft guy, I don't know the game, I don't know him, um, the free space thing could be, um, I'm going to go with the astronaut thing. you going to go with I the don't astronaut. know. I, 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 that's okay. my answer. All right. Whatever tell you normally give, you did not give this time. Oh, oh. I, I mean, I should have went. Oh, and now store number. You know, some right. kind of cue. Yeah. Okay. Giving right. me a signal. Wink of, of uh, a uh, an audio wink, wink. All right. Yeah. So let's have yeah. Brooke now. So, Brooke. So Brooke, your turn. <clears throat> okay. Well, now we know how Joe's winning these things. I guess mm. Jason doesn't take those cues as well. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, I I think I believe that they're creating safe spaces. That seems to be a a key word these days. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with story number three also, as being the fake one. All right, Brooke also goes you with You can story. tell she's already smarter than Jason. Oh, <laughs> Already. She's like, you know, Joe wins all the time. I'll go with him. Well, you are. Um, well, you're both uh, incorrect, though. I must oh, say. No. <laughs> now, now, Joe. The thing is that you kind of hit on the fake portion of the story. It's actually story number two, Minecraft. But he never called for an ultimate virtual safe space that his users can create. But everything else was true in that story. He was pretty upset with Google and calling them the left pure evil. But believe it or not, story number three is 100% absolutely true. You are now uh, considered a racist if you quote Winston Churchill. Wow. Really? I must be behind on my um, English history. Are they going to wipe him out of the history books now? Yeah. Right? Is that going to happen? Wow. That's amazing. I did not know that he was, I did not know any of that. And you would think, you would think that being this guy's a retired astronaut, he would have a little more intestinal fortitude to to say, you know what, this is what I believe. But no, it took him a mere matter of, you know, internet seconds to say, sorry, didn't mean it. Sorry, he's a racist. I know. Wow. 
Story number two. We should have enough time here. Let's go with the round number two so somebody could actually win. Uh, let's go with uh, story number one. Johnny McKay surveyed the parking lot of the uh, garage, bar, and grill in Vancouver, Washington. He had a few drinks and planned to take uh, an Uber home, and he figured a spot under the street lamp would be a good place to park his truck overnight. He had uh, two small stickers on the back of his bumper. One read, Trump 2020. The other read, Trump, keep America great 2020. McKay, who went back to the bar the next morning to pick up his car, instead found a burned-out shell with Trump spray-painted on the white, with white letters across the driver's side. He saw its tires were melted, his windows were shattered, and was just in shock. He said that he had just affixed the Trump bumper stickers to his truck that weekend. He said, I saw the stickers, thought they were funny, and apparently somebody didn't get the joke. Story number two. Britain has been acquiring an increasingly Islamic face with hundreds of official Sharia courts operating in the capital and many mosques dotting this city. There are 423 new mosques in London, and most of these mosques are now uh, crowded at prayer times, unlike many churches, which rarely see visitors. The Daily Mail published photographs of uh, church and mosques within a few meters of each other in the heart of London. And at the Church of San Di Giorgio, designed to accommodate 1,200 worshipers, only had 12 people gathered to celebrate Mass. London is also full of Sharia courts as well. There are officially 100 uh, of Sharia courts in London. The British universities are also advancing Islamic law, so the university is getting in on it as well. Story number three, another Trump story. President Trump called for the Chicago Police Department to end its terrible deal with the ACLU, preventing the police from using stop and frisk measures to deter crime. Uh, Addressing the uh, International Association of Chiefs of Police annual convention, Trump said that he has tasked the U.S. Attorney General's office with persuading Chicago police to renew their stop-and-frisk policy. Trump said crime-ridden cities like Chicago are meant for stop-and-frisk. Trump cited the successful use of stop-and-frisk by former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Trump further stated, If I have to, I will send Rudy there to replace the failed mayor and install him to get things done. Sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet, Trump remarked to the cheering crowd. Okay, there we go. We've got three stories. One about a guy bumper sticker on his truck, got it burned down to the ground. A lot more mosques than there are church attendees in London. And number three, Trump says, send Rudy over to Chicago. Let's go with Brooke this time. Oh, okay. Um, and I did you read my cues I was giving as well? <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm any better at that than Jason is. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with number two as being the fake story. I think that there are a lot more moths uh, popping up, but I think the churches might still outnumber them a little bit. So I'm going with number two. All right. Number two and Joe. Wow. Um, you know, Brooke kind of stole my answer. I was thinking too, but now I'm going to change it because I don't think she picks up on these cues very well. Mm. And, and and I'm going to go with um, number three. Number three. That'd be the Rudy story. 
Well, apparently my cues are, are, are working this time because story number three, in fact, is the fake story. The portion, the portion of it that is fake is where uh, Trump said, I'll have to send Rudy down there to replace the mayor. And uh, you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. So that portion of that is, uh, is the fake portion. So who won? That would be, uh, mm, let me check my score here, you. Another victory for me, uh, Brooke. I apologize. You know what it was? It was all of a sudden all that static came on, and I think that yeah. threw her off. I think so. I think that's what <laughs> we'll it did. I, I will say this. You were much better than Jason uh, because at least uh, you only lost by one. <laughs> there you go. Which one of these stories was the most shocking that it was true? I think the Winston Churchill thing, and I don't know why I wouldn't have heard this, but I, I did. I never heard anything about it. Quoting Winston Churchill is now you, uh, you're a racist. Or what, I don't know. You have to apologize, I guess. You have to apologize for it. Yes, because he was a bad person. Bad person, apparently. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Rook, thank you for playing along. Uh, Another great edition of Fake News Friday. When we get back, I'm going to have to update you on where the Dow is, where gold and silver are. And then the last of, uh, we've got some straggler specials still out there from that estate sale. We'll get to all that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The Supreme Court does too little too late to rein in lower courts that legislate from the bench. Deciding only 58 argued cases during its recently ended term, the Supreme Court has been barely more than a remote outpost that takes far too long to protect our constitutional rights. In the last year, the Supreme Court has ducked issues and declined to accept appeals on anti-Second Amendment rulings upholding gun control and on an anti-First Amendment ruling censoring videos taken by pro-life David Daleiden. This basically sets up liberal courts of appeals as the final word on far too many key issues. In a tactic known as forum shopping, Trump's opponents file lawsuits in courts where Democratic trial judges will likely rule in their favor at the district court level. Then, a year or two later, at the appellate level, the overwhelmingly Democrat-nominated judges in the Fourth and Ninth Circuit predictably affirm. Trump ultimately prevailed when the Supreme Court reinstated his temporary so-called travel ban from several hostile nations, but it took nearly a year and a half to do so, even with the expedited attention that case received. This wasteful litigation consumed more than a third of Trump's entire first term in office, and far too much of his personal time, undermining other actions he could have been taking for our country. The Ninth Circuit presides over a fifth of our nation's population, more than 64 million people, and more than two-thirds of its active judges were appointed by Presidents Clinton and Obama. Despite seven vacancies on that circuit for Trump to fill, the Senate has so far confirmed only one, a compromise nominee opposed by more than half the Republican senators due to his weakness on the Second Amendment. Congress has acted before to curb judicial hostility, and it must do so again. Immigration policy in particular is an issue uniquely within the domain of the President and Congress. The courts should have little to say in this matter. 
Congress should take heed of Attorney General Sessions' criticism of judicial overreach on immigration and withdraw the issue from the court's jurisdiction. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Pager Radio News Hour. Uh, I got to apologize. Uh, we, I don't know why it comes, it goes, it's gone right now. Uh, uh, talking to the static, we, I did, uh, I switched mics. We'll see if that maybe helps. I don't know, but uh, anyway, the show will go on. It is Friday. Uh, it, it's been a huge, huge week. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the things that I that they were hoping for, right? And I hope only gets you so far. If you're if your uh financial well being is based upon hope, uh then then you got the wrong plan. Uh and and we're starting to see now and again, uh stuff that I've been telling you about all along. We we're just like everybody else. Okay, you're not going to... And let me give you a great example, right? Because they want to... Look at our stock market and, and all the braggadociousness and everybody else sucks, but we're great. Right? That, that's been the the uh, the story, right? That's been the story. Everybody else is slow, but America is kicking butt and taking names. And then all of a sudden, here we're getting ready for earnings season and all of these companies... Start saying, eh, not so good, not so good, not so good, not so good. Uh, I'll, I'll give you this one here, and this is all you need to know uh, about, you know, and we talk about this all the time. Listen, China, they're huge, okay? They're, they're a monstrous economy. And, and I know, I know that, you know, we still like to say we're the largest. We're not. We're the largest in dollar terms, not in stuff. And even in dollar terms, that's going to end here soon, right? And I don't know how many years. Is it two years? Two to five years, my guess would be, and China's going to be, you know, they got way more people. I mean, it's just, it's going to happen. But all of these companies, you know, and I don't know all of them, that's an exaggeration, but oh, the majority of these traded companies out there that you are have in your 401ks and your IRAs and your financial planner tells you to buy all do business in China and for a lot of them they do a lot of business in China and if China's slow that's bad for their business if Japan is slow that's bad for business if Europe's slow that's bad for business and guess what eventually what happens America gets slow too Ford announced this morning that sales in China dropped 43% in the month of September from a year earlier. (laughs) Not 4.3%, 43%. And a sign that sales are slowing in the world's largest car market, right, which is China. It's the third straight monthly decline in auto sales for China, but... One of the things that they're noting in China, they're not they're 
targeting U.S. companies and not buying their products. They said that the automakers been hit by the ongoing trade war between the United States and China, and despite the fact that Ford sells and builds cars in China through a local partnership, the Chinese people view Ford as a U.S. company and therefore are not buying their cars. Kind of see what we're going here, right? This is this is this is reality, and what we can ignore it. And this, you know, this is part of the problem, right? This is why we want to bring all these jobs back. Because let's face it, uh, when it push comes to shove, they're not our friends. They've never been our friends, right? China wants what they can get from us, and you know what? Shame on these American companies for agreeing to these deals. Nobody put a gun to Ford's head and said, hey, give give all your technology and, and form these partnerships with these Chinese companies. No one forced Google. No one forced Apple. No one forced Microsoft. They did it out of pure greed. Right? And really, what did they do it? Why did they do it? They did it so they could fire U.S. workers. I mean, let's let's be honest, right? They they they, they knew they could build cars a lot cheaper there and ship them over here and 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 pad their bottom line. Uh, speaking of the bottom line, the Dow, man, it was up almost 400 points this morning. Right now, it's up 20. Uh, the Dow is up 20 again. It's still early. It's early. Uh, but they were hoping for the big bounce back could still happen. Uh, the Dow right now, though, uh, only up 20 points. Gold's down, not much, three, four bucks, and it's been there all morning, just kind of hanging out right around dollars $1,219 uh, after yesterday's big move. Silver, same thing. Silver's just silver sitting there right between unchanged and up about $0.05. Cents. Uh, and, and again, I think they're just just taking a taking their breath here. I, I would not be surprised uh, if we see a continuation of this rally again next week, because this is really a fundamental thing. We had three major banks report earnings today: J.P. Morgan, Citi, and Wells Fargo. All of them almost identical. Revenues were flat to down. Yes, the the top line number it looked okay. You know they beat the the estimate. Uh, none of them killed them, right? There was no big blowout number, but w- inside of it, all loan categories were down. Mortgages way down. Matter of fact, Wells Fargo said mortgage activity the worst since 2011. Not a good sign. Uh, J.P. Morgan City, the same thing. Commercial lending down, a uh, business lending down, consumer lending down. Right, and again, this is kind of telling you of what is going to be happening here going into 2019. Uh, and I think this is kind of the reason why we're seeing it struggle today with the bounce back. Because you know, once you digest it and you look into it, those numbers didn't look nearly as good as at least the fact that they beat the estimate inside of it. Uh, looks like a slowdown. Jamie Dimon came out and talked a lot about it and said, hey, there's a lot of things going on that aren't going the way we were hoping they were going to go. Uh, and so we've kind of got this mess right now in equities. We'll see again, like I said, and I'll say it again, it is still early in the day. I don't want to see the Dow down again. I don't. 
the numbers that I see, this is where we're heading, right? And think about this. Last year, the Dow was up 30%. We know that that's not right. You know there's going to be some, you know, especially over the next three, four, five years, it's going to average itself out. And I think it's going to start a little earlier than, uh, at least for me, I was hoping we could get through 2019. Doesn't look like we're going to be able to. When we get back, I'm going to go over, remember, we bought this big estate uh, earlier this week. I'm going to go over what it, what we have available for you today. Uh, we, we, we've got a few, uh, Dow just went negative. Uh, and we'll discuss all of the things that are available to you. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Dow's uh, down 22 points, 28 points, 38 points. Uh, and, and we'll continue to watch it here all week. Well, I guess since Wednesday, we've been selling this estate uh, and we're it's getting thinner. All of the items that we're going to be talking about here today, you're buying at incredible value. In other words, either we're selling at at cost or right near cost. Uh, a couple of them now, because of the move, are actually below cost. Uh, where the first item we ran was the one tenth ounce one quarter ounce, one half ounce American Gold Eagles. All of those coins were slabbed. Mint State 69 on the tenth ounce, Mint State 69 on the quarter ounce, Mint State 70 on the half ounce. For those of you that don't know what that means, 70's perfect, 69's right next to perfect. Uh, They're in the hard plastic case, PCGS graded. Uh, They're all first strikes. And all of that means is they were part of the very uh, uh, initial shipment for that year. Uh, I believe they're 09s, but I'm not, don't quote me on that. But for that year, they were the January uh, delivery coin. So they all are first strikes, MS-69, MS-70s. Uh, and then we had an MS-63 peace dollar. Uh, and actually now the peace dollar is in there at below cost. Uh, the whole package uh, is $1,240. $1,240. You get all four coins. They're all graded coins. All of them are graded. You, what are you paying for the graded coins? Nothing. Zip, nada. The tenth ounce, the half ounce, the quarter ounce are all less than what we would normally sell them for by quite a bit. By multiple percentage points. Uh, so that's a great up there. Here's the problem, though. We're down to five. We're we're down to the last five. I can't replace them. I can't get any more. I can't sell any more. There's five of those left. That's it. They're twelve hundred and forty dollars. You get all four of them. All four coins. Twelve hundred and forty. We have. Then we ran the Mint State sixty two ten dollar Liberty and ten dollar Indian special. Okay, so you got those two coins. Also, both of them happen to be graded. This was what was in the estate. And again, why do you buy from us? Because you don't pay premiums for graded. The the I will tell you this. 
the $10 Indian that's in this package is now at cost because of what gold did yesterday. So this package, you get both coins. You get the $10 Liberty in Mint State 62. That's the, the old ones, 1866 to 1907. And then you get the Indian. So when Teddy Roosevelt said, hey, Augusta St. Gauden, commission me a new coin that's more majestic, and they came up with the St. Gaudens in, in 1908, they created the Indians to go with them. Uh, and, of course, the Indians, as most of you know, were not produced for a lot of the years. Uh, they thought that they carried the plague because the five and two and a half dollar Indians, they actually had an accused design. The ten dollar Indian, that's the female Lady Liberty with the Indian headdress on. It's awesome looking. Though this set is fourteen hundred and twenty dollars. Fourteen twenty. And again, the Indian is at cost now because of the move yesterday. Uh, there are 10 of those. Is that right? Am I, is, is my number right, Arlene? 11. Okay, sorry. 11 of those. So we got five of one. I know it gets a little confusing. Five of, five of the, the fractionals, the graded fractionals at 1240. We've got 11 of the $10 combo. Both of them are Mint State 62s, right? And you pay zero, right? Mint State 60, it doesn't mean anything to us. You're paying our rock-bottom prices on those. Then we had, yesterday, we had the MS-64 Peace Dollars. We sold out of the Morgan Dollars. We had the Peace Dollars. And we had 87 of those yesterday. Uh, and we sold about half of those. We got Actually, I think we got 47 of them. Uh, and those are at $37 also. That would be my cost. In other words, if I was to buy 64-piece dollars, that would be my cost, $37. And I'd probably come out here and charge you somewhere between 40 40 bucks, something like that, right? So uh, at $37, you're buying them right at cost. Those are on the Mint State 64-piece dollars. So those three items, that's all that is left on those estate items. I do have some ungraded $20, $20 Saints and $20 Liberties. They're thirteen twenty-five, and I'm just going to let you know. Obviously, uh, things could change based on what gold does. But if gold opens up on Monday at 1220, look for at least a 10 to $15 increase uh, on the 20. So this is kind of your last chance here uh, to, to be buying 20s unless we get some type of a deal uh, for, you know, what, about $100, $105 over spot. 800-951-0592. Again, the Dow's down 35. Uh, gold's down like 3 35 to $4. $1,219.30 is where it is officially uh, and silver right now is sitting unchanged at fourteen sixty-one. Uh, and again, all of these items, every one of them. This is what the, these are the best buys that we have. This is what we want you to order. You just call us up. 
You just say, I want the special. Today, normally we don't sell it like this. Today, we'll ask you, which one do you want? You want one of each? You want all of this or some of that? Whatever it is, we're here to help you. 800-951-0592. I've got three lines open. Three lines are open. Uh, I just saw this. Uh, This was earlier this morning. Uh, Chinese officials now, senior policy advisor, they don't give the name, not that I could pronounce it anyway, has once again now raised the specter that of China rotating away from the U.S. dollar and specifically from U.S. dollars in its reserves. Okay, so that means treasuries, right? Uh, again, coming out saying China is shifting away from dollars uh, in specifically in its reserves. Uh, meaning that hey, we're going to, we're not going to be buying as many bonds as we used to. So again, at a time when we need to sell more bonds, this is not great news. Uh, following uh, last week's ugliness in the Treasury auctions, they've been better uh, since the Dow's fallen 1,300 points. People are scared, and and when the computer programs get scared, right, that's what they do. They they buy bonds. Uh, so the Treasury auctions have gotten better in the last few days. Uh, but as we know, uh, that that's a, really a, con- a computer-orchestrated event. But uh, we've been seeing this. The bid-to-cover ratios continue to fall. I think this is going to continue to put pressure uh, on the central bank and then really on our the amount of debt that we're going to have to uh, issue and uh just it's not good i know the uh, steve mnuchin the treasury secretary said uh responded to this by saying he's not going to lose any sleep that's great steve thank you problem is as we all know if they don't show up that's not good news uh for the united states steers says that they are close to a deal that will allow them to stay in business through christmas as they try to liquidate all their assets. So it looks like, I don't know yet, but it sure looks like uh, Sears will not survive 2019. Uh, I know that they did not pay their creditors this week. They've got a bond payment due on Monday that I've, I've been told they cannot make. And then their, the creditors, okay, all the people, their suppliers, want Sears to liquidate. They think that's going to be the best deal for them. Uh, so anyway, Sears thinks they've got an, uh, a deal lined up that'll keep them afloat till Christmas, so they can sell off their product. Uh, and by the way, there's no inflation. The Postal Service yesterday wants to raise the price of a stamp just a little bit from fifty cents to fifty-five cents. Uh, that's <laughs> wow. That is, by the way. The largest request ever. Uh, they said that the new rates will will be competitive, but like everything else, the Postal Service says, hey, everything's more expensive, uh, so we'll see what they get. They're asking for uh, a five-cent raise on the stamp. Uh, I'm sure, though, we'll probably use some stamp-adjusted price in the Fed's uh, inflation calculation. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 
uh, were down to, I think it was eight of the ten. So the $10 Liberty and the $10 Indian MS-62 at, what was it, Arlene? Fourteen twenty. Fourteen twenty. we got the slabs, uh, fractional set at that twelve forty. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week.